0: This week on Erotic Awakening, households,
1: knife play, and wood burning an octopus. No. Welcome (laughs) to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast is grateful to the support of our patron community who receive ad-free early access to the podcast as well as other perks. Thank you to all of our supporters, including our newest ones. Hebo and Lyra. Awesome. Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. How
0: are you this fine day?
1: I am doing pretty well, actually. I
0: see that the cough is gone. The cough is from gone. Last week.
1: Thank goodness. People had a um, little bit of laugh with that because the topic was forced to blow jobs, and I couldn't stop coughing.
0: Yes, but we so. and and <laughs> I. Couldn't take advantage
1: of that in any
0: weird, bizarre way.
1: No, I, th- I think I'm I'm finally starting to feel better today.
0: Well, good. Glad to hear it. Uh today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about households. We are going to be talking about uh, a couple of new fetishes and as always um something to do with a burning an octopus. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Before we get into any of that though, let's go all uh, get into our first topic. Uh Dawn It just so happens that you and I are currently in a micro little RV. Mm -hmm. And our house, so to speak, includes you, me, and a dog. And one of the aspects of moving
1: around that... um, A a real dog, not like a human pup.
0: Right, not like a (laughs) pup. And one of the things as we've left or we are moving out of the current pandemic, depending on when you're listening... It's the COVID pandemic, not the one that we didn't prepare for and is coming up, he says, as a doomsayer. Um, and it's great to jump back into these huge events. But some people have had that opportunity for this middle ground. That And you and I have done this in the past. We don't mm-hmm. currently do it. And this is this idea of having a a household. And fortunately on the podcast tonight, we have Cauldron from the infamous Cauldron's Crypt podcast that is going to come on and talk with us about households. And Cauldron, first off, thanks for joining us on the
2: show. Thanks for having me.
0: And in classic uh podcaster to podcaster fashion, we didn't really displo- we didn't really talk about what we were gonna talk about. We have this word, <laughs> households. I was said, Yeah, we'll talk about that, and I turned on record. So thanks for suffering yep. through that.
2: I love it. I, I love it. I love you guys, you're awesome.
0: It's it's only fair, I believe, when we were on your show you called us old. I think that's the term you used. <laughs> Dor- I, I-
2: Being old myself, um, I can quote Reagan. I do not recall.
0: (laughs) Well, I think what you actually said is we're like uh, one of the original kink podcasters, which is probably much more complimentary than, oh, the old guys. They're still here. (laughs) Anyway, so we and this whole topic came about because I had a person in Columbus that I was uh, that I'm fond of. And we had the opportunity to play once, and it was really great to see her come into the community and to see her start to grow in that community. And then she moved away. And then one day I found out that I'm looking – I have happened to come across her profile, and I see that she is in this house of some sort with you being a cauldron. And I wanted to explore what that actually means. Are we talking – so
1: let's talk about – because we know what our house was right, right? And, and, and i think people get this
0: this idea when they hear oh i am in a house and you see it on Fet life right i am in a house mm-hmm. with shubidu and i am brother of shabida and blah 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 and then there's these leather households and these all this kind of stuff so let's start off with what is this this house that we're talking about what is a household
2: uh for for me for us it's A group of people who are our chosen family with similar interests. I think uh, one of the big parts of household, and this comes from the the leather side. I don't consider myself to be a leatherman. I'm certainly a hybrid. Uh, I've got a lot of primal in me, so we have aspects of of a pack as well. Uh, There's the BDSM families, the packs, the households, the leather households. Um, but going back to old old leather, it's my understanding anyway that uh with a lot of them there was a cause to support, whether uh-huh. it was just each other or education within the community, and the NFL house in uh, North Georgia where I grew up is is a place that uh gives shelter to domestic uh abuse victims, whether it be um, male, female, non-binary, they're, they're absolutely kink-friendly, so they stay typically within the lifestyle, but, of course, they'll take anybody in, and it's a very small place that I didn't even know about when I lived down there, so that's our primary cause. I have a pin on my vest that represents them, um, but then just as far as the individuals, our personalities are all quite different. So, we bring a lot of different aspects to our play to our community and uh to each other, so we kind of fill the the gap uh that we that we suffered in our vanilla or our families of birth, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a brotherhood and a sisterhood, and it's you know just so to me that's that's what the family is. We we are just exceptionally close, and you know that's. Uh, but that's not to say that other people cannot petition to become members of the household.
1: So, what does your household look like right now? I don't know that people understand uh, what it can look like. So. Uh,
2: Right now, there's seven of us. Myself, my wife, uh, she is uh, primarily a voyeur. Um, She used to top. She's no longer topping. And so her primary kink is is just voyeuring. She loves to watch. (laughs) Um, My former submissive uh, Mayfair is uh, a member of the household. She is strictly submissive and bottom except for when it comes to rope, she's learning rope. And that's something that we encourage, even if you're not going to use it, is that education. If you're a bottom, learn how to top. If you're a top, learn how to bottom, because we believe that it makes you better at your craft. Uh, there are uh, Juni, Unicorn's angel. She is uh, submissive and bottom, uh, Odie and Cece, they're a couple uh, getting married in June and they have a DS relationship that they switch in. So okay. it, which is fascinating to see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's a topic all on its own there. Now, you yes. said something about, um, people that are tops should have some understanding of bottoming. I, I I believe so. Okay, is that a is that something that is important in your household or that's just a you philosophy? Like so for example, if I joined your household as a top, would I then therefore have this suggestion or requ- requirement that I go learn how to bottom?
2: Uh as part of the house manual which I'm I'm still working on, we've all been together for a few years now. And it, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a little OCD, but as part of the household standards that, that I'm setting up that we all have to go through and the existing members, we will go through those together. Uh, but that is one of the rules. Okay. It's manda- mandatory for the household that uh, everybody knows both because we, we want to we're also teachers within the community. So we need to know, because bottoming and a lot of of tops don't understand that bottoming is a skill. And so I think that uh, by learning to, to bottom, it makes tops better. By learning to top, it makes bottoms better, and it helps them to recognize who is safe and who potentially is not safe to play with.
0: In your interaction with House members, how much of it is BDSM related, and how much of it is just social, let's watch a movie related?
2: Uh, We meet every Sunday. We'll have dinner at one of our houses uh, at least every other week, and then on the off weeks, we go out to a restaurant and... Those times are a wonderful mixture of both uh, in conversation. Typically, sometimes we'll end up back at my uh, Mayfair's house uh, where my play space is an addition to her house. And uh, but typically it's just a lot of conversation there that goes both vanilla and BDSM related as far as throughout the week, we're all in communication daily, typically through sending memes and TikTok <laughs> videos and just trying to support each other. You know, if somebody's having a bad day, then then we're we're there for them. If somebody's car breaks down, then we're there for them. Uh, no matter what it is. I, I lost my father and my brother last year within two days of each other and the amount of support well on on a monday we laid mayfair's grandmother to rest and that that wednesday of the same week my father or my brother and then and then on friday my father so it's just that family support system on top of all of the fun to, fun things Along, along with that question, not to over talk, um, but I'm a podcaster. So. <laughs> we know the feeling. Uh, but one of the, one of the biggest misconceptions about households that I know of is people think that it's an orgy. Like that's the number one question or the number. I, actually, I apologize. It's not a question. It's an assumption is that it's just everybody is sexually linked. And while that is true, With some households, I've found that the majority, at least the majority of the ones that I've personally interacted with, that's not true. Um, So I just want to kind of bust that myth, you know, up front on Mm -hmm. that one. Sorry, it's not. (laughs) But,
0: But is there any rules around dating within the household? You know, because certainly one of the ways that you could create a lot of strife would be, you know, the Joey Joe starts dating Sally and they break up and then, well, who's going to leave the house?
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, that can be an issue right now with Odie and Cece being engaged. um, They were together. They, you know, they joined as a couple, Mm -hmm. Uh, come in as a couple uh, with uh, sort out the kinks. Um, She's single. She is a play partner of mine. Uh, and that, yeah, I think one of the biggest, um, uh, helpers in that situation is the time period. You don't just petition the house and then you're a member,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. uh, you petition the house, you get to know us and you're interviewing us over a period of six months to a year. And we're also interviewing you and it has to be a unanimous decision to bring Somebody else in, or bring wow. a couple in. Yeah, bring a couple And It has to be unanimous uh, because there's there's not going to be any animosities that way. And if somebody's a holdout, then they're a holdout. That's not questioned. They're not they're not made to feel bad about it because they are giving their their uh, truth, and we respect that.
1: So this really is a chosen family. Hmm. So yes. this is an intentionally chosen family. So, and I know there's a lot of people that are probably looking for that. I mean, God, especially right now, you know, oh, feeling yeah. disconnected from everything.
0: In, yeah. in, a, in a world, in a community where we have a lot of uh, BDSM, top bottom, as well as you mentioned, power exchange, is therefore in the house, does the house have a, a leader? Is there a
2: hierarchy? I'm head of household so so, so but, what does that mean
0: uh, i like the way you said that with a period at the end that's, that's I the time that's, that's, that's.
2: that that means that uh they look to me to be the leader that they expect me to be that means that our house motto is respect above all else and they look to me to be the leader in that which sometimes Uh, Unfortunately, I felt that we, I called a vote on my leadership um, back about a year ago, eight, eight, nine months ago, because in the uh, emotional turmoil of of all of the loss that I suffered last year and the stress of COVID, uh, I acted way outside of my norm and uh, just I I did not feel myself worthy to be the leader of such fine people. So, you know, that's, that's self-awareness is also something that we highly promote.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, and that's actually really cool that, that you were able to do that. Um, So what gave you the idea? I mean, I know why we started a house and then why we retired it. So what gave you the idea to start a house?
2: Um. That eternal uh, longing for family,
0: uh, and
2: mm-hmm. just talking to other people. Master Gabriel of House Ravenblood in Los Angeles, uh, Mistress Cyan was his mentor, and he was part of her household as as being mentored by her. She is in the uh, founder of DomCon and Sanctuary LAX, and he and I have been friends for uh three four years now he contacted me over the show and said hey you're you're either the east coast version of me or i'm the west coast version of you but we have so (laughs) much in common let's have a conversation and of course that piqued my curiosity and since then we uh we are very tight but he has a, a a very strong hybrid household as well
1: nice Nice. And then you were talking about petitioning. What's all involved in a petition? Uh,
2: basically, you have to write a letter. If somebody comes and says, "Hey, I would, uh, 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 you guys are awesome. You're great to hang out with. I love the work that you do," uh, whatever it may be, or if they just hear about us, they can write a letter. That's going to require some questions be answered, such as, you know, what what do you bring to the table? <laughs> Right. Right. What what are you looking for? Why would you want to join a household and why would you want to join our household Uh, experience? um, What causes are important to them? Uh, What is where what areas do they want education on? Because, again, education is very, very important to me personally. And uh, thus, it has to be important to anybody that's going to be a household member.
0: I, and I can see, and and it's clear to me that education is important to you. Uh, I was, as we were getting ready for this, we were scoping out your your podcast over at Cauldron's Crept, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the um, I was just looking through the most recent shows that you've been doing, and Don and I. You know, here over here at Erotic Awakening, we tend, yeah, we have the occasional um, serious show, but we tend to be pretty. You know, let's talk about fucking dawn with a tentacle. But lately, <laughs> you've been talking about you know uh, signs of mental and emotional. Um, uh, Mental and emotional emotional. abuse. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: embarrassing myself in front of the other
0: podcaster, honey. (laughs) Mental and emotional abuse and talking about kink as a competition and cheating in BDSM. Um, So clearly, you know, we have some really, I I don't want to say hardcore topics, but some very significant topics, topics that are important to talk about. And I do want to point out, it just, you know the value in that. So clearly education is important to your house. Um,
1: So, so it makes it, um, no, don't know what word I want, but it, it kind of makes sense that people would have to list what their causes are and that they're willing to do the work. And that is not just about a back patch Mm -hmm, because for some people I'm, I'm assuming it's about that back patch. They get that embroidered thing on their leather vest or whatever. And houses can be work
2: Mm -hmm. oh it is it it definitely is work there's the reward is amazing Mm -hmm. the people that are i hope that i give them a percentage of what i get back from them um clearly since they they voted to keep me they they the fuckers kept me outside for 45 Mm -hmm. minutes after Mm -hmm. they had voted Two minutes after I walked out the door, the rest of the time they were talking about how to make the perfect spaghetti sauce or something. They wanted you to (laughs) sweat it, huh?
1: Well, it's a big, I mean, even though they did it in like two minutes or whatever, I mean, it was still a big choice. So I wonder if they did it to make you sweat or just to let you know that they were seeing how important of a decision it was. Mm -hmm
2: because i'm such a serious person mm-hmm. uh, and and i am i get i get rightfully accused of being overly serious uh but they they uh, they really enjoy making me sweat from time to time. And I appreciate it. It keeps me (laughs) smiling. I love them for it. I love them for it. But yeah, no education is very important for me. And, and those, the, the abuse episodes, things like that. That's why I started my show to begin with, uh, back in 2016 was because of all the horror stories coming out of 50 shades. And, uh, unfortunately, at that time, if I would have discovered you guys the, uh, back then, then I never would have started a show because I'm like, oh, okay, people are addressing this, but I didn't even know what a podcast was. I just like, oh, I'm going to do this internet radio thing. Really, uh-huh. was how I was looking at it, and then oh, okay, well, this has been around for since 2005, but it was just all those horror stories of abuse, and I'm like, I've got to do what I can to help educate people. I worked in the psych field. I worked in an acute care. Uh, inpatient psych facility uh, for 10 years. I, I started out as a floor tech, worked my way into administration, but the whole time, patient and staff education was always part of my job. So I wrote workbooks for the patients on stress, anger management, you know, all these things, which I actually teach these classes through my podcast now (laughs) and make it apply to kink Uh because communication definitely applies to everybody but yeah no so anyway sorry i'm a little off topic but no but welcome to podcasting (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) all right so one more question for you this uh, on this if you don't mind and i'm gonna put you a little bit on the spot here we, okay. you Oh, and uh,
1: gave you warning <laughs>
0: you talked about it being everything from a sense of community and a support network but also uh, opportunity to um, play with some of the same people and eat meals with the same people have what is what would be one of the unexpected benefits? That, you know, just wasn't on your radar whatsoever that you've gotten from either leading or just being part of a house?
2: Um, the amount of outreach that the rest of the household has done, <clears throat> the, the education that they have have just completely freely taken on their own and their unwillingness to take credit for it, the, the humility in it. Um, that doesn't surprise me with knowing the people, but I never would have guessed that I would have been surrounded by such fine people. Um, um, you know I, I i tend not to look at myself in that grade of a light so when when these things happen it's like holy shit I, I, these people are amazing why are they following me why have they chosen me to be their leader throughout this journey mm-hmm. and and with all of them uh it's a it is a lifestyle. It's they are not people who just dabble in kink, and there's nothing wrong with that. I have you know a lot of episodes about about that, and it can be a lot of fun. But for people who give their life to it, uh, like like you, like the two of you do, um, you know it's it's so much work, and it can be so incredibly rewarding. But to see things coming from them. Uh, it's it's just absolutely amazing. They never cease to amaze me. And I never expected it to be such an amazing journey. Like and I know that sounds crazy and I'm like I'm really just uh, all, we have our our issues as well from time to time where we've got to step in and and put each other in check but uh yeah, it I never would have guessed the what it was going to turn into with uh, how other people are so open to just re- put themselves out there to educate others. Uh, Mayfair is incredibly shy and in the fact that she has joined me as a co-host on the show for so long mm-hmm. when she was just supposed to fill in is just, is one of those things that is a primary, you know, prime example of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cause I mean, I just, for me, it was just family. Uh, I grew up very dysfunctional family. And so looking for that, that camaraderie and uh, and fellowship was my my primary thing.
0: Well, I, uh, we are. Uh, it is fantastic that you have found that, and you know, I'll just give you a, a shout out because part of it, as somebody who's run a house, having that leadership role is not always a lot of fun. Um, no. And, and I just a shout out that you're, continu- that you're you're taking that mantle as well. Obviously, uh, and, and it's funny. When we were getting ready to have this conversation, there was dozens of topics we could have gone on about. If people want to find out about those topics, bringing you in as a presenter or just to find your podcast, what is the easiest way to, to find you?
2: Cauldronscrypt.com K-U-L-D-R-I-N-K-R-Y-P-T. Of course, if you spell cauldron crypt correctly with C's, you can get there too. I bought that domain just in case. That's uh, or to contact, yeah, Or to contact me, mastercauldron at gmail.com. Fantastic.
0: Awesome. Cauldron, thank you very much for being on the show with us. Hang out for a little bit uncomfortably while we talk about other things. <laughs> Don, one of the things that we would talk about would be I don't, you know, I haven't, I'm not a big educated guy. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I think at me like <laughs> when I go to the Academy of Fetish Arts, mm-hmm. I'm going to fit in. The problem is I don't know what to wear to graduation. <laughs> How would I find out? <laughs> what I should be bringing with me when I go to the Academy... Of, heck, I don't even know when it is. How do I find out when the Academy of Fetish Arts
1: is? Oh, keep up with all of our events, book news, and discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout-out, like Carl from Ohio. Jazz from British Columbia, Canada. Almost said Canadian. <laughs> Follette from Virginia. Patrick from Ohio. Computer King from New York. We know Computer King. We do know
0: Computer King. Joe from Florida. Who we also know. Jen and Gary,
1: who we also know. Their name sounds familiar. From North Carolina. Because they have great taste in music. Oh, that's right. Oh, really? (laughs) Nice. And Corey from Texas. Who we don't know
0: yet. (laughs) But we're going to meet you, Corey, when we go to Texas. More on that later. Head over to TheEronicAwakening.com and subscribe today awesome and get your ea shout out
1: get your ea shout out
0: so that is about it not much else going on the show today we do have a couple fetishes probably cauldron since you're still here you are going to have to i mean you don't have to (laughs) (laughs) see i gotta be careful not to to treat cauldron too badly because he has his own podcast right (laughs) he can get on his show and say other podcasters that suck here's my list dan that's the end of the list. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> Cauldron, my understanding is you volunteered to take one of the fetishes. Which
1: would you like? One, two, or three?
2: Oh, let's, uh, I typically like things in threes, so let's go there.
1: Cauldron, how do you feel
0: about? Lactation. You know, the... when a, a lactation fetish is, is all about lactation.
2: lactating
1: breast milk. <laughs> yes,
0: boobs that produce milk. How do you feel about that?
2: I I think that it is exceptionally sexy. Mmm, yum. <laughs> it, 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 now I'm I'm not big on, on the taste of I it myself. I love the fact that, especially, Caltrin, especially, no, especially here
0: being an, a professional podcaster, but he's all. I feel like you really do like
2: that. <laughs> I mean especially not after a cheeseburger heavy with onions. That was a terrible experience in my first experience as an adult with that. Um but it a... But I'll watch a movie from time to time where they're where they're spraying some milk. Yeah, I think it's it's sexy. Very sexy. Fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> awesome.
1: So my only experience. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> I was gonna share something that I knew about had happened in a dungeon because I was okay. like, "That's my only experience lactation." Oh, wait a minute, I had two kids, <laughs> <laughs> right? they the. That happens for years. Um, No, we had someone that we knew in a dungeon that she was expressing milk in, like, little shot glasses. Uh-huh. And then was told she couldn't do that because that is fluid. Um... Right? It's bodily fluid, so you can't share mm-hmm. it. So, you know, that sort of thing. But um as a person that has lactated, that is kind of sexy. So... That was before your time, Dan.
0: I I, I am well aware of that. <laughs> uh, I
1: can't, I have no experience with it. I ha- haven't. I have no connection to it, one way or the other. I'm going to say, if you did, that was probably your stony years, and you wouldn't remember it anyway.
0: <laughs> my, that's very likely. <laughs> yes, I, I'm picturing I, I a can specific send you a person. link to
2: my favorite video.
0: Please <laughs> do that, and then I will know. And then maybe I'll have something new. Awesome! Awesome. Don, one or two. You already know what two is, right?
1: I know what two is and one. Are you you going to be able to pronounce one?
0: No, I'll take two. (laughs) I'll give you two. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm going to give you two because I (laughs) can't.
1: Don, I already know the answer to this. How do you feel about knife play? (laughs) I love it. The sound of the knife opening. And, mm-hmm. and the, the sound of it scraping, and even if I'm blindfolded and I don't know that it's a knife, hell, it could be a credit card. I think we were taught to use credit cards because the edges feel like a knife, and you can't really hurt anybody with it. But even just the thought of it being something sharp, if I'm moving and you open up a knife, mm-hmm. I'm instantly still, Right. It's, it's like, don't move, don't move. And then you can feel the point. And now I love, I love sharp, pointy things. So for people that are not <laughs> familiar with knife play,
0: knife play is the idea of the top having a knife and using it as a sensation toy on their bottom, uh, not, and, and I'm going to say in this case, we're not talking about cutting skin because then we would be talking about cutting, which is a separate fetish. But certainly the idea that you could cut skin, it's a little bit of fear play, a little bit mm-hmm. of edge play, a little like bit of sensation play. play. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm down for it. Let's mix in some removal of clothes. Um, and yeah. I will say, <laughs> ever since I picked up some plastic knives from a Army-Navy surplus stuff, and I don't mean like plastic knives that you cut. You know that you get at McDonald's and spread your butter with, but these are—they
1: actually look like knives with a point on them. So mm-hmm. yeah. training knives, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess well, they, they
0: com- may well be training,
2: training knives. knives. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yes. and they are knife enough like that the bottom in with a little bit of headspace doesn't differentiate them between any that knife and any other knife. But I, as a top, am a lot more relaxed using that knife than. Uh, a sharp-edged steel knife. So, depending on the situation. So, and, and specifically, if I have, let's say, and I'm, I'll try to put this gently. If I am, uh, I've got my dick in someone, and we're doing knife play. I like using that plastic knife because it does allow me to be a little bit more. Uh, it's a little bit more generous if I am less than a hundred percent skillful.
1: If I buck. I'm not gonna get stabbed. No, you get stabbed, but it's not a it's not significant right.
0: enough that uh we have to do anything about it. Right. I mean I could cover your mouth. That's only you know, courteous <laughs> to the other people in R V Park. <laughs> Cauldron, do you
2: have any views on knife play? Uh it's it's in my top five. Okay. I absolutely love knife play in my playroom. I think I've got twenty-two, twenty-three knives, something like that in there. Uh some of them are excessively sharp others i uh, have taken to the grindstone and intentionally dulled them as part of aforementioned fear play mm-hmm. um I, but i will use them in impact scenes and you name it uh, knife play is kind of a standard with me for, for some reason don
0: has left the um podcast area and getting her pants on and getting her car keys so i don't I think <laughs> might be a fan
1: so, and <laughs> absolutely and then we had someone that listened to the podcast that um i've played with before and he learned that i liked knives and he brought machetes to our
2: scene mm-hmm. oh. and
1: that was hot too.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh can i can i give a shout out a shout out on that one uh, My my house member odie bought me a bill hook that's about uh, two feet long. So it's like a machete, Uh only the end of it is hooked like a pelican beak. Uh, Right, right. And, oh, my God, it is (laughs) absolutely the scariest. I mean, it's... Yeah, you have that thing, and it's scarier than Jason with a machete. See, that's,
0: that's why I'll never be able to join your house, because you'll say, all right, then bottom, and you go pull out the bill hook, and I'll be like, fuck you, man. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out
1: of here. All right, Todd, what do you got for me? All right, so this one, let's see if I can pronounce it. Cat- catatronophilia. It's a fetish for having sex in front of mirrors. Some oh. people are simply turned on by seeing themselves in a mirror.
0: Huh. You know, I, it's tricky because our our normal definition is, do you fantasize about that? And uh-huh. I can't say I fantasize about it, but I sure as hell enjoy it when there is a mirror around. So I'm going to have to say, yeah, that's a thing for me that I just don't think about a whole lot.
1: You know, I used to, um, in my vanilla marriage, where I was not getting any kink and didn't even really know there was a word mm-hmm. for what I was interested in, I can remember pulling out that mirror, right? The, the, the little $10 mirror from Walmart and leaning it against the dresser and, and masturbating in front of it. That was fucking hot. That sounds fucking hot. <laughs> so, so what do you think? Cauldron mirrors?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're hitting like three out of three for me because <laughs> uh, I am both a voyeur and an exhibitionist. Mm-hmm. So that kind of can play into that uh, mm-hmm. for me. I, I Yeah. Oh yeah, I I, I,
1: I used to joke, and and this was no joke. Um, way back when when we had like Yahoo Rooms and you know oh, the instant God, messenger yes. and stuff, and I would like webcam and open up a room or IRC, and I would open up a room and have you know have the webcam. I didn't care if anybody was in the room or not. I could see me, and therefore that's why you look so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get you on the other side of a campfire. We gotta hang out for a little while. <laughs> Done,
0: what else we got on here?
1: So, um, we got a few tentacles, of course. Anytime someone sees tentacles, they like to send me things. And some of these are just amazing. So, um, Ordith sent me a TikTok. And it's of the wood burning of an octopus. So it was really neat. It, it shows the whole, the artist. Mm-hmm. And usually I like tentacle sex, right? And they'll send me, mm-hmm. you know, sexy pics. But sometimes it's, it's just this beautiful artwork. And it was this wood burning thing. It was absolutely amazing. And then um, Minotaurus on our Discord sent an octopus parking post actually i guess it was a no parking post so it's one of those posts to keep your car out of spot but someone had painted it into an octopus and and i'm like you know i i want a picture of me in a really short skirt sitting on this no parking post you know the the, the funny thing about (laughs) that is i want today is a big today was a big work day for me so Mm -hmm. all i
0: saw on that conversation, I didn't see any of it except for your comment. Oh, I would like to squat on that parking post. And I was like, man, I, I gotta pay more attention to Discord. I don't know what the fuck's going on over
2: here. <laughs>
1: that was awesome. And then somebody's um... been
2: stretching out and doing their Kegels. Oh,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> and then um Traver, so our friend Traver sent me a um it, it's it's um it's it's like screenshots of them trying to make a movie. And it's of alien tentacles, and it's like really rubber tentacles that they're using, and it shows them fucking the girl and wrapping around the girl and fucking her mouth. And that was kind of hot, too, because it's not like CGI or anything. It's mm-hmm. actual props that they're using yeah. and fucking her with. So, Neat. yeah. I don't know that they were tentacles. They look more like alien snakeheads. Yeah, you know. But it's the same kind of thing. Six of one, half dozen of <laughs> the other. Was Eight 12, of one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah so i got some um awesome awesome tentacle pictures you know dan does like food on boobs and if you send them through our discord channel i get to see them too (laughs) oh for for fuck's
0: sake um i forgot to put this on here but baby love actually sent me some food on boobs not her boobs unfortunately Mm -hmm. but a picture of someone who had cupcakes on their boobs and i totally forgot about it actually maybe i was just saving it for myself but now it's yours as well podcast listeners
1: you know i need to make a scene out of that with another chick icing cupcakes smeared on nipples and then you lick the icing off
0: why are we not doing that right
1: now because we're in an RV in the rain in New York. And I don't know anybody who sports. And, and the only other person you would be able to do it is on my boobs. On your boobs, <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, it's not the same. not the same. <laughs> Take a moment to support the podcast. We just up the podcast with you Play, your
1: Spotify, or whatever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us at Dan and Dawn at the Twitter and FetLife. Or head over to eroticawakening.com
0: and find us on Discord and Facebook. Or we're
1: Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or Dan is going to change the order that we say these things and fuck with you. Like he likes to do. Or just email <laughs> us at Dan Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Coltrane. Bye,
2: Bye, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs>